in Lexington you guys my name is Katherine Kaufman and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington Kentucky welcome to my every Monday night show this is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life now I don't know if all of this stuff is gonna work or not this box over here is supposed to be the chat I have no idea if that's gonna work or not because look nothing is happening there so we, I'm clicking on it. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so it's not identified, people, but hello back to you guys. Good to see you. It says anonymous on my end, but you, no one's anonymous here. Everybody, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hey to all you guys over here on Instagram. Zoe, Paula, B. Ferreira, good to see you guys. Um... Scarlet Soul Cafe, good to see you too. And uh, hey to all you guys on the podcast tonight. Special shout out to Celtic Prepper on YouTube. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe and uh, hit the notification bell so that you get notified of all of the shows coming up. So um, I know that that's Miss uh, Melissa Bagley. Hello. Lovely cat, much love from me and Miss Cleo. Awesome. Glad you guys are watching tonight. Now, I'm not sure why it's just showing up anonymous. I will have to see uh, what I need to do about that. Of course, there's going to be kinks to work out um, with the show. What I'm doing right now, as you can see up here, is I'm trying to use XSplit. And we've got a lot of stuff to go over tonight. Uh, I wish you guys on Instagram could see the presentations and the scenes that I've set up on XSplit. But unfortunately, it's like Instagram does not interface with anything. And that absolutely drives me crazy because everything else will interface except Instagram and so what I have to do is I have to stream on the side over here with my tablet to Instagram and, and you can't really see all the cool stuff that I'm doing over here which is I'm gonna have to just have you guys come over to the YouTube channel and watch the stream there thank you for the hair comments I love that okay um, so we've got a lot of a lot of ground to capture tonight. The first thing I want to go over is 
If you haven't already, get out to Wicked World Scaregrounds. They are running every weekend through October 31st. It's at 5817 Tates Creek Road. You've got three uh, things to choose from out there. Attractions. So a ticket will buy, and a ticket is like $28, but that gets you three different attractions and you will get your money's worth. I guarantee it. Um, so they get a huge high recommendation from me to uh, entertain you for this Halloween season. This is our favorite time of year. So we're having so much fun. Okay. Another thing that I want to, um, <laughs> so somebody, so it says anonymous on my end. Are you the autumn queen? I wish I was. <laughs> I love autumn. It is my favorite time of year. You know, the leaves are turning. It's so beautiful outside. It's, you know, brisk, nice, crisp air, and everything is so beautiful at this time of year. Now, another thing for Halloween, this is going to be so much fun, you guys. October 27th, you all need to go to Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts and listen to Kentucky Fried Homicide Podcast. I'm going to be featured on there as um, giving my interpretation of a 100-year-old murder. It was so interesting. This lady was so interesting. She was progressive. She was uh, way past her time, and she was phenomenal, and she got murdered, and you all need to tune in. You need to tune in. So here is the stuff for, um, let's see. Here we go. I'm going to let you see the scene here. And so this is the podcast, Kentucky Fried Homicide. The website is KentuckyFriedHomicide.com. This is uh, one of the Halloween shows. Please go check out Kentucky Fried Homicide. They are awesome. And it was so much fun to do the show. I had a blast. Big shout out to Angela Atkins, my neighbor over here on YouTube. Hey, hope you're doing okay this evening. Uh, there were two other options for chat boxes that um, were on Xplic. I think I might try those next time because this chat box doesn't tell me who anybody is on Facebook. It does tell me who people are on YouTube. Hey to Yasmin Jadoon. And uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Good to see you here. Thank you, Paula. Um, so tonight we're going over spirit traps, ghost traps, and how to destroy a ghost. I'm not sure I agree with all of the information, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, just because this is like historical stuff. And I thought, you know, that's pretty creepy for Halloween, isn't it? Um, but before we get to the main content, I want to introduce you guys to one of our sponsors for the show tonight. Can you believe that? 
So one of the sponsors for our show tonight is StayKentucky.com. StayKentucky.com is a website where you can go and uh, get suggestions for Kentucky vacations like a middle-of-the-range Airbnb, a conventional B&B. You can get ideas for Kentucky restaurants that are highly rated. Um, also, you can find events that are listed in the state of Kentucky that are still going on right now. And you can also find out about local interests that uh, maybe you want to wrap into your mini vacation in Kentucky that other people may not know about on other websites. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for planning a Kentucky vacation. So let's see a little promo from Stay Kentucky. So go to that website if you want to take a few days off and have a little Kentucky vacation. It's a really good place to go. Now let's get into capturing a spirit, spirit traps, and spirit destruction. Gosh, I you know, in the old days I didn't even know this was possible. But really the, the oldest history about capturing or destroying a ghost is back in Indian Buddhism and Tibetan Buddhism. And so that's like thousands of years ago that this was developed in those cultures. And ghosts are explicitly recognized in Tibetan Buddhism and in Indian Buddhism. So they, uh, like having a ghost or having a spirit in your home or bothering you, it's not unheard of in that culture. And so... Um, you know, this is addressed in that culture. So what they were saying in this um, research that I did was that the ghost occupied a distinct area in their dimension, but their dimension overlaps into this world. Uh, and it sort of interfaces with our dimension. And so there are a lot of traditional legends that go over this type of thing. And that a lot of spirits can become uh, very, I don't want to say pestersome, but they can become a huge problem, especially if you're dealing with a hungry ghost. And, you know, in Tibetan Buddhism, the hungry ghost has a tiny throat and a huge stomach and they have this insatiable appetite. What I feel like that that kind of represents is a person who's passed on that still has attachments to physical things. Uh, they may have attachments to money. They may have attachments to a certain person. Uh, they may have attach developed attachments to maybe sex or things of the physical world that they don't want to give up as a spirit. And so they can become very troublesome as a hungry ghost. And so in these types of religions, it's, um, it's noted on how to get rid of a ghost, how to trap a ghost and then get rid of it. So here's some of the things it's destruction, destruction of ghosts, but once I read on a little bit more, the ghost is not completely 
they're not completely in destruction. They're just um, sort of liberated to go on and be reincarnated. So one of the things that they were talking about to actually kill a ghost was to use a Tibetan purba. And I'm going to show you a quick picture of one. This is a Tibetan purba. Okay, that's what it looks like. And so to use this, what it is is a ritual dagger that um, traps or catches the spirit. And then once the spirit is captured, uh, they're burnt. And the burning actually releases them to be born again, reborn. And we just lost Instagram. I'm not sure why. Let me see what happened. Hang on a second, guys. Oh, uh uh. Well, I think my tablet just died. So, so did the Instagram stream. Well, that's unfortunate. Oh, well, we're going to carry on. So, ghosts can be killed using that ritual dagger or caught in the spirit trap and burnt. And uh, once you burn them, that releases them to be reborn again. So ghosts can also be, or spirits can also be exercised, and they often have uh, these annual festivals that are held throughout Tibet for uh, exercising of spirits. But it's not just spirits that they're exercising. Um, and, and there's other things. We'll go over that. So the purba is this ritual dagger and it's used to release an evil spirit from its suffering and guide it to uh, a better rebirth. Such a spirit, a ghost, is a being which lingers in confusion. And that's really important between different realms. So they still have attachments to physical things. And I think that that actually produces the confusion that these spirits are encountering is because they don't realize um, because of their hunger for physicality that they have passed on. So by plunging the dagger into the spirit, it's thrown, supposedly it's thrown out of its confusion and gets the chance to be reborn again. However, because it's a hungry ghost, it has reverted to a lower life form and when it gets reborn, it's um, reborn to a lower life form rather than a human. So it's not allowed to be a human again. Special shout out to Greg McDonald. Hey to you. Glad to see you on the show. If you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell so you get notified of all the future shows. Now we're going to go over spirit traps. Okay, so spirit traps. Let me show you a picture of a spirit trap. This is a spirit trap. And these are made from different color of yarn. And they're, they can be hung inside. They can be hung outside, uh, outside of the home, inside of the home. And um, they most often are hung in trees. And that kind of reminds me of dream catchers. Uh, dream catchers are for dreams and that was kind of borrowed off of Native American beliefs uh, borrowed back in the 1920s that became really popular as using a dream catcher 
but spirit traps go back thousands of years. So uh, as you can see from the picture, let me show it one more time. It's, um, you know, it, it goes around in kind of a square circle, spindle-like contraption with different yarn. And um, this series of threads interlock to ensnare the spirit. And then after the spirit is ensnared, that's when they burn the spirit trap. And that's what liberates the spirit onto being reborn. But remember, they are reborn to a lower life form than a human. So that's very interesting. Now, they also have these Tibetan religious ceremonies. And remember, we were talking about that as... Um, you know, once a year they have these ceremonies to exercise the spirits from the location. So what this does, and it's done on the 29th of the 12th month in the Tibetan culture. And the focus is on driving out all negative energy. So what they're driving out are evil, uh, evil spirits, but also bad luck misfortunes. Uh, from the previous year, and they want to start out the new year with lots of good energy and, and a complete um, expungement of the negative energy that's happened. And so, wouldn't that be a great thing if you've had a lot of bad negative stuff happen? That's probably a really good idea. Now, there are certain incantations that they recite that are specific exorcism type of things and I will try to post one of those on the YouTube channel and on the on the um, Facebook channel. I'll see if I can find one of those to post for you because I think it would be a really good idea to do that especially if you've had a lot of bad luck or misfortunes that have happened during the year. Now speaking of misfortunes one thing that has happened to me in the last two weeks. And as everybody knows, I had surgery back in June and July uh, for cancer again. And everything is fine with that. But for the last two weeks, I've been walking around with a torn rotator cuff. And I, I knew I was hurting, but <laughs> I didn't know it was completely torn. And this is just all torn up. So... We may be ending the show a little bit early tonight due to pain, but hopefully I can make it through the show because it is hurting quite a bit. But uh, this has taken care of the pain for tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now I don't know who's making the comments, but somebody says my son Ryan has the worst luck of anyone I know. Okay. So... We definitely need this incantation for you. I need to find it and get it posted so that he can do the incantation and maybe even clear some of that negative energy out. So, um, you know, the people had these ceremonies, but it was mainly driven by the temples and monasteries and the people would participate in that. But it was good luck to eat a noodle soup called, and I know I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, Guttuk. And they drank this and ate this in the evening. And the people carried torches and then they recited the words of this exorcism. 
So now here are specific ways to capture spirit. And I'll let you know why I have trouble with some of these things. Big shout out to Rob. Uh, I can't wait for us to do our show on the 25th. And that was another announcement that I didn't get to yet. So on October 25th, Rob and I will be doing a show on the dark side of hoodoo. And that is going to be so cool. You guys have got to tune in. It's going to be so much fun. And that's going to be my Halloween show is the 25th. So, But don't forget that on October 27th, I will be on Kentucky Fried Homicide Podcast. And you can find their podcasts on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. And um, we're going to be discussing uh, a old case. This is the website, KentuckyFriedHomicide.com. We're going to be talking about an old case that was a murder from 100 years ago. And I'm going to give my um, ideas, my meditation, my dream about what I think happened with the murder. It's so much fun. Okay. So here's how to capture a spirit or another two other types of spirit traps. And this was referred to in different ways. The first one was the burial method where you get like a metal box. Some people like to actually use a coffin. And you're going to take soil from hallowed ground from like a churchyard or an actual cemetery and sprinkle it in the bottom of the box. Then you're supposed to lure your ghost or spirit into the box with something that this spirit longs for. Now, remember we talked about hungry ghosts and what they hunger for. Some ghosts actually hunger for food. Some ghosts hunger for sex. Some ghosts hunger for money. So what you would do, let's say you have a hungry ghost that wants money, more money, more power. What you would do is put money down into the box on top of the soil. And if you had a hungry ghost that's hungering for food, you're going to put some kind of food item down on top of the soil. It could be chocolate, could be candy, whatever. Uh, okay, so that attracts the actual spirit into the box. Okay, once you feel like the ghost or spirit is inside the box, you close the lid very fast, and then you encase the box immediately in consecrated salt. And that prevents them from leaving. It seals them into the container. So, let's see. Yes, yes, join in for a real tale of the dark side of hoodoo. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be so much fun. Okay, so, now, when you encase the box in salt, the salt has to be consecrated. Otherwise, it probably will not work. And in order to lure the spirit into the box, it has to be something that that spirit is developed an attachment to. Now, you can also use a candle method, and that is when you find a glass jar with a secure lid. Now, you supposedly you have to do this at midnight. I 
don't know about that. I think it could be done at any time, but you're going to light a candle within the jar at the haunted location. So, you know, you're going to do this at the area that you're having the most activity. Supposedly, the ghost will be attached or attracted to the candle because the candle is energy and they seek out sometimes energy to feed off of. And so they're going to be attracted to the candle. Once they are inside the jar, you do not blow the candle out. What you're going to do is to uh, put the lid on the jar and let the candle extinguish naturally. Okay, then supposedly the spirit is trapped within the jar. Now, my question is, unless you're a medium, and, and they don't reference this anywhere, unless you're a medium, how are you going to know when the spirit is in the box or in the jar? So, you know, you need to try to develop your mediumistic type of abilities before you do this so that you can make sure you know the proper time to put the lid on the box or on the jar. So supposedly the one with the candle, the ghosts are, the spirits are attracted to the light energy. And um, it's said that another uh, reference I read was that um, when the candle in the jar starts to, if it starts to sputter or if it starts to wave really fast, that that's an indicator that the spirit is in the jar and then you're supposed to put the lid on at that moment. That kind of made sense to me. Now, if, if you have a ghost or a spirit who's attached to food and you put chocolate down in the tin box, the metal box, uh, unless you're a medium, I'm not sure there's any indicator that's going to really tell you that it's time to put the lid on. So you really have to follow your gut feeling on that. Big shout out to my son over here on YouTube, Mike Lawrence. Hey to him and uh, all you guys need to go on Facebook and follow Lawrence Family Productions. They have a couple movies in the works. And go on and jump on the bandwagon now and get the notifications so that you can watch the movies when they come out. Because they're going to be really, really cool. Okay, so uh, another thing that they were saying in this was to give the spirit enough time to enter the jar. Usually until just before the candle has burnt out. And that was another thing. But if you see that the candle is sputtering or the candle is waving back and forth rapidly, go ahead and put the lid on it. Uh, but you definitely want to get the lid on the jar before the spirit die, uh, before the candle dies. And definitely don't blow it out. And um, sorry about there's <laughs> dang flying here this evening. It's driving me crazy. Another thing that they talked about to as a spirit trap or a ghost trap, and it's sort of like what we watched on Ghostbusters was the creation of an electromagnetic field to actually entrap the spirit. Now, here's my theory on that. An electromagnetic field may only be like one, uh, one way 
and you have like three dimensions. So I'm not sure, unless you have like a three-dimensional type of electromagnetic field that's show, uh, set up, that may not work. I'm not sure what they were talking about as far as electromagnetic containment, but that would be really, really expensive to do and not real effective. Now, what are you going to do with the spirit once you trap it? Let's say you have got a really bad something or other in your house and you don't know what to do with it. If it's hugely negative, if you think it's evil, the best thing to do would be to bury that in a graveyard in a place that you would never go back to. Um, like some of the old stories said, you could, you know, burn the box, the metal box, and hope that whatever's inside is incinerated. You could do that. That's another option. I like the idea of burying this in a graveyard to where you would never go back and visit there again. But, um, you know, if you use one of those Tibetan spirit traps, let me show you the picture of it again. If you use one of these, you're supposed to burn the spirit trap after you are convinced that that spirit is bound to it. And then when you burn that, it actually liberates that person so that they can go on and be reborn again. But they're going to be reborn as a lower life form. So anyway, that's my show tonight. I'm going to take this shoulder and go to bed. It is pretty ripped. They said it's ripped all the way back. So I'm going to take my poor shoulder and go to bed with the rest of this bourbon over here. And that will probably take care of the rest of the pain. But anyway, I'm sorry I lost the Instagram feed. I think next week I will try the two different chat boxes that XSplit has set up because this one, it doesn't show me who's trying to talk and I'm not convinced that I'm getting the whole chat because this is a fraction of what usually shows up on the chat. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play the promo again, and I will be disconnected. And um, don't forget, next Monday night is the show with Rob, and uh, we're going to go over dark hoodoo magic for Halloween. Thank you very much. I appreciate any prayers I can get on this shoulder here. I Honestly, I don't know how I did it. It just started becoming a problem and it got worse and worse and worse and I went to the doctor today and they're like oh yeah it's tore up and I'm like well I don't know how that happened <laughs> anyway kisses from Kentucky and I will see you guys next Monday enjoy this little promo and I will see you guys later <laughs>